Hi friends, Mercedes here, and I'm going to talk to you guys about an awesome, rad, much needed company called Sheltered Co. Sheltered Co. was created by a mother for her autistic daughter. It's crocheted by hand in Los Angeles with dead stock fabric with no added fillers. This is a weighted blanket that helps children and adults regulate their body from stresses of everyday life. It also helps with better sleep and you guys, it's gorgeous to look at and will make any room in your home look cozier and more comfortable. Please, if you're in the market for a weighted blanket and even if you're not, but you need better sleep and to regulate your body or your child's body, please head over to shelteredco.com. Use the discount code LUCKYFEW15 for 15% off and purchase yourself a beautiful quality blanket. Hey friends, welcome to another episode of the Lucky Few podcast, where we are shifting the narrative by shouting the worth of people with Down syndrome. This is Heather. Mercedes. (laughs) (laughs) Redo. Take two. Hey friends, welcome to another episode of the Lucky Few podcast, where we are shifting the narrative by shouting the worth of people with Down syndrome. This is Heather. Mercedes. And Micah. And today we are going to be joined by Johanna Mayer, a disability advocate with Down syndrome and host of the Inclusive Views podcast. Thank you so much for joining us, friends, and welcome to the Lucky View podcast. Hi, ladies. Hi. Hi. I feel like it's been a hot minute. I know. We're smack dab in the middle of summer. Happy middle of July. Thank you. Thank you. And you ladies were just with each other and it looked so fun. It was so fun. We had a ball. We had the best time. Oh my gosh. I'm coming next time, crashing the party. Oh my gosh. That would have been the dream. That's all we needed, Mercedes. (laughs) for you you and your crew to be there too it was so fun it was so fun I mean we all know each other and have spent time together but less so with I've spent less time with Micah's kids I've met them all yeah um and sweet ace face guys if you follow Micah on social and you see ace and you're like how is he so sweet is he really he is so sweet and delicious and he likes um men more than women so ace wanted basically nothing to do with me and was obsessed with Josh. Oh, I love that. So it was the much. sweetest. I'd be like, Ace, come on. And he would just kind of shoo me away. And then he'd yeah. crawl up on Josh's lap and lean into Josh's shoulder. Oh One time Josh was gosh. working. So he's on his laptop and Ace crawled up on the couch next to him and leaned on him and then crawled up onto his shoulders. <laughs> like a little monkey. Like a little monkey. <laughs> and then put his legs over his shoulders and his head, his head on Josh's head his chin on Josh's head and sat there for quite a while, just snuggling Josh on top of his shoulders while Josh worked. That and I'm just sitting there like, I'm not working Ace. So do you, want, you want to snuggle me? <laughs> just, he's the best. Uh, so much love for the men. Yeah. He's just, he, he does snuggle me and I might be the only woman in his life that he snuggles. <gasps> and what a dream. A mother's ev- dream. <laughs> I know. I know. But yeah, he is just, you bring in a dad, you bring in a grandpa, and 
that's where it's at. Yeah. Grace. Oh, so sweet. But yes, New Jersey was a blast. Um, Morristown is a cool place. You guys, Morristown is like so much in the Revolutionary War happened there. And I feel like as a West Coaster, we just don't really, we're just not immersed in any of that. And on the East Coast, it's everywhere and in the South. And um, I am very conflicted by it all. (laughs) Oh, I love this. Um, I feel like I can hear you in that because when I would visit Andy's parents in North Carolina, there was a lot of like um, Confederate monuments, you know, and statues of people. You could history. You could just feel history there. Yes. Right? It is so wild. And the birthplace of our nation, I mean, it happened because of all these wars, you know? And so, yes, people fought bravely and there is that aspect, but it's like, but it was still so many people died and everyone like, I'm so thankful as I'm reading about, um, George Washington has like his, he had a headquarters there and they're talking about like during the war and it's freezing and everyone's cold and they have to build log cabins and all stuff. And I'm like, thank you God that I was born in 2000 or 1981 and not in 1881 like I'm so grateful that I wasn't alive then <laughs> not in 1881 and also born in California oh, I feel the same way because you know I'm a part of the homeschool world and it's like trying to go back a little bit to like <laughs> little house in the prairie and wearing linen and like a lot of the things you know and I'm like, <laughs> I like wearing linen, but just sometimes like the girls are in bonnets and I'm like, you guys, but did you watch Little House in Prairie? Like they built everything and then a fire would come and destroy yes. it all. <laughs> like, I don't even know how Ma had her period during that time and took care right? of Right? <laughs> she just stuffed, she just had a bunch of cotton. <laughs> she Just like oh all the cotton gosh. scraps. I'm like, I don't want to go back. Who knows what I'd be doing those days. I'm right here where I need to yes. be. Yes. I don't want to go back. And I need to correct myself. 1781. I know the Revolutionary War was not in the 1800s. I know it was in 1700s. But I I think about that all the time from the mom perspective. Like oh, if I was yeah. raising my kids and everyone is so dirty and smelly. Like where do you <laughs> where do you bathe? And it's not every day. And I know people bathed, but you know. And you got to warm up the water. It's a whole mm-hmm. thing. And then- you got to share. Everybody's got to share the water. I was going to want to be first. <laughs> Me. Oh, my gosh. So oh, that is like a tangent. Good. But we were in this South. This is our takeaway yeah. from our time together. Oh, gosh. Heather there was is much not more sure than that. about the Revolutionary War. <laughs> in that I town, mean, in your new town. <laughs> I'm just thankful that I was not involved in that Revolutionary War. <laughs> it's all so sad um people who are very patriotic and listening to this are going to be mad at me for these comments I think but I'm I really am grateful for a lot of things that have happened and that I get to live in the United States I'm just also like you said Micah I'm pretty grateful that I'm in California (laughs) (laughs) but Um, how about all the greenery out here oh gosh unreal it's lush gosh it's so pretty it's so pretty um okay what what else have you guys been doing because micah you've been traveling mercedes you've been traveling yeah um what have we been up to so we got to go last year was our 10-year wedding anniversary we were going to go to hawaii and then COVID hit so we couldn't go then we bought a home and we still thought "Hmm, maybe we can't swing both 
but we were able to swing both and we've got to go to Hawaii for our 11th wedding anniversary, brought the kiddos. That was magnificent. And then we went to Chicago to finally, um, bring Andy's grandma who passed away in January earlier of this year to their family plot outside of Chicago. It's like two hours in a really, really small town. And the cemetery is mostly their family. Like they can like, it's unreal. Like they could be like, that's uncle so-and-so and and great grandpa, blah, blah, blah. Like it's wild. Like they have their whole basically ancestry right there. Um, So it was really beautiful to bring back the ashes of his grandma, then also his grandpa. And they had a stillborn baby that they cremated also. So we brought all three of them and laid them to rest. And it was really magical. I felt like a country girl. It was like in an old cemetery underneath some beautiful oak trees. And um, it was beautiful. And it was cool to be there with Andy and our kids to see um, Grandma Heist um, was her name. Her barn that she grew up in. It's still in the family, their old farm. Yeah, it was really beautiful. Chicago and Chicago is cool. I love Chicago. Chicago is cool. We went to the aquarium there. Um, Yeah, it was really neat. And then we were at family camp, but we had to come home. Sunny Mae got sick and I just am overjoyed with like feeling blessed that, you know what? We have been blessed doing a lot of traveling and this is her first cold you know it's kind of scary Mm -hmm. you know we're in still kind of coming out of the pandemic and traveling around and this is the first time experiencing a cold and she didn't have to be hospitalized but we it got kind of serious so we didn't get to go to family camp this year which is a bummer but it's okay because sunny's alive and well yeah i'm so happy that sunny's doing well and yeah all all is right yeah, I was before Heather came to my house, I was in Maine for a little bit and Chris's family has this cottage that they've shared in the family since the thirties. Whoa, gorgeous. Yeah. And it's just beautiful and it's right on the water and we it's like the the ocean splashes up against these huge boulders and the rocks all have names that the family has named them over the years and there's just so much memories and sweetness there so that is always a special time and lots of lots of lobster lots of lobster was consumed whoa so delicious so good and then I came home and Heather was in my home just we were there (laughs) she had she was there just making it all the more beautiful oh thank you her presence so good, good things. I also jumped back to uh, my parents' house for a little bit. My dad had surgery recently, and so he's recovering, and I was able to be there for a little while um, using my, uh, using many of the skills that Ace's life has taught me to advocate for my daddy-o and always grateful for um, the ways that Ace has made me able to do things that I couldn't do before because I was too scared. And now Ace has made me braver. So that's so sweet, Micah. <clears throat> I love that. Talked sternly to some nurses, talked sternly to some insurance folks, got yeah. some things under control. So. <gasps> Micah, I love that. Get it, girl. 
I guess we'll transition in for that's a good one because learning how to advocate for our kiddos mm-hmm. and then how that helps us advocate for others. And our guest today, mm-hmm. Johanna Mayer, is an advocate with Down syndrome. Um, she's a disability advocate. So we will jump into that interview in a second here. Yeah. But Micah, will you share a review first before yeah, we do absolutely. that? I always love to read one of your sweet reviews, dear listeners. So here's one. This is from CE Wolf 15. And, and they say, love the work you're doing spreading awareness and acceptance. As a new DS parent, it's great to hear real, relatable conversation. And we are so grateful, CE Wolf 15, that you have found us and um, we love hearing from new Down syndrome parents that new parents in the Down syndrome world um, that you're finding us and that we are giving you some conversation and some things to think about as you enter into this amazing club of <laughs> parents and people who love people with Down syndrome. Uh, don't forget, friends, to review the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts so we can read it aloud next week. We love reading these, and we so appreciate your support. So send them on over. That is right. Thank you. And thanks, ladies, for giving me or for the update on what we've been doing this summer. And now let's hop on over to my conversation with Johanna Mayer. I am so excited to introduce Johanna Mayer. She is a disability advocate and a woman with Down syndrome. She hosts the Inclusive Views podcast, and she's all around a rock star. We're so excited that she is joining us today on the show. Welcome, Johanna. Hi. Hi. So I got to be on your podcast, I don't know, about maybe a couple of six weeks ago or so, a couple months mm-hmm. ago, which was a blast. And I, quickly made sure to get you on our podcast. (laughs) So thank you for taking the time to join us today. Thanks for having me. Okay. Tell us, um, let's start with a little bit about yourself. So where you live, maybe if you want to share how old you are, but you don't have to, what you do for work, favorite animal. I don't know anything you want to tell us. Okay. I'm Johanna and I'm 35 years old. And I recently graduated from the New Jersey Partners in Policymaking. I am a mentor for the DREAM program at Mercer County Community College. And I am a dog mom and I help with her rescue. And I, and I love books and I used to work at a library for 16 years. Wow. And where do you live? Did you already say that? Sorry, I didn't. Oh, I forgot that. I live in New Jersey. New Jersey. Tell me more. Tell, I want to know more about the being a dog mom. Who are your dogs? Um, I have a Chihuahua. Okay. And her name and is Nellie. Nellie. And you work in do- with dog rescue? Yeah, is I work that- in her dog rescue. What is, is that like weekly, daily? When do you have to be there? 
well, before the pandemic, I used to go, go to adoption events, but um, now uh, I help with all their social media and with getting volunteers for events and things. Oh, cool. And do you go to the, are there events right now or there aren't any happening? They have been, but I haven't been able to do it since the pandemic. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So tell me, I'm curious what like a typical day of your life looks like. Well, before the pandemic, I would go and like do yoga at a yoga studio and I would go to Mercer County Community College and I would mentor there. And I did a lot of volunteer work and things like that. And um, I used to live close to Mercer, but I don't anymore because of a divorce. Mm -hmm. So um, I would have to go with my mom because it was close to her job. And then I would be stuck all day if she was working late because then I would have to Uber back. And that was, became a problem sometimes. Okay. Transportation. Yeah. Do you live, do you have any roommates or anything right now? Or where do you live? My mom. With your mom? Yeah. Um, okay. So you used to do that. What, what has your days been like, like during the pandemic and then pre now that we're sort of inching our way back into normalcy, like what's life like now for you? Well, um, the, the mentoring job, um, all went virtual. Uh-huh. So I had to learn how to do that. So I've been doing that. And then I've been doing my yoga, um, through zoom and I've been finding different things to do through zoom. And most of my stuff has just been on zoom. Yeah. Yeah. Are you, do you, what are your feelings about being on zoom and being at home? I think sometimes it's good. It can, it can help. Like if you do have a disability, sometimes if there's certain things you want to do, but you can't, but at the same time, you don't have the same like interaction that I think that you're missing that sometimes too. And I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I want to talk about your mint when you're talking about your mentorship, who are you mentoring and, and tell us, tell the listeners more about that. Um, it's the dream program is for our students with disabilities. Um, and it's for students who couldn't go to college otherwise. And you, you, you act as their advocate and you help them in their classes, like with the professor taking notes and whatever they need. Okay. And so they're all college age students. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Is that how many, how many people do you mentor at a time? How many people are you mentoring? The most have been two. Mm -hmm. And right now, do you just have one or two? Right now one, but the semester ended. So now I'll be doing that in the fall. Okay. So it's just happening during the school year, like during class time. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's cool. And right now it's been on zoom in the fall. Are you going to be meeting in person? Um, I'm going to be on zoom for a while, for a while. And then I asked if I could do that because it's easier for me right now. Okay. What kind of things are you helping them with? Um, like if I, there's homework sessions, so you help them with their writing papers, like typing things for them or, or finding things like on campus or like if they have a problem that comes up, like they kind of help them with problem solving, things like that. Cool. That's great. Yeah. I love that. Do you, have you had people you've mentored that have gone on to be friends, like yes, stayed I, friends? I have a couple of people that I'm good friends with now. That's cool. I love that. Yeah. Um, tell, okay. I want to jump. I'm probably just going to jump all around here, but t- I want to talk about, you are a disability rights advocate yeah. and I want to know how you got into that and why. Okay. Um, it basically started more once I got into New Jersey partners of policymaking. Um, I, I always, 
felt like I was doing that through mentoring, but I felt like I wanted to do more. I just didn't know what, but then when that fell into my lap, that's where I wanted, felt like I could do it now. And where I came up with the idea for my podcast, thinking that could help me with that. I, I guess I want, I want our listeners. I think that a lot of our listeners are advocates as well, but most are parents. Most of the listeners are parents. So they're not people with a disability. So maybe talk just a little bit about the importance of being a person with Down syndrome and being an advocate, like a, for yourself and for your community. Well, I think it, like if it doesn't help me in my lifetime, that would help other people. And I think that's important. Mm-hmm. What kind of things are you, are like at the forefront for you that you're advocating for? Like for full inclusion, that's like okay. the main goal, you know? Yeah. 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 And what does that look? Do you have any specifics for you right now? Like any specific initiatives or, cause you're not, you're not in school no. currently. So what do you, what is your dream inclusive world as an adult with Down syndrome? And for it to like be easier for um, people with disabilities to get like a job or given a chance for different things. That's okay. been always been hard. Like I tried that for years and people just look at you differently and treat you differently. Yeah. What's your dream job? I wanted to be a teacher, but I came, I became a substitute teacher aide. So I, that was how close I got. Okay. Is that something you're still pursuing going into education? Well, I kind of gave up on that and I figure through the mentoring, I'm doing that. Yeah, absolutely. That's true. That's another way, another way of being a teacher. What have been some of your best moments in your advocacy work? In the work that you've done as an advocate, is there like a moment or something you've done that you feel really proud of that's like an accomplishment that happened within your advocacy work or even happening now? Um, well, I just um, got asked to, for the new bill that um, Biden's talking about. Um, that I just got asked to write a letter for that. So I just did that. And, um, and I'm working to try to get involved with the administration right now. That's amazing. What's the bill that you're referring to for our, to our listeners? The infrastructure one. Uh-huh. And what was the did you already write the letter or you're working yeah, on it? I did. You did. What was, what were you communicating in that letter? I'm saying like how like roads and transportation and um, like expanding um, the Medicaid um, is important for people with disabilities and that this bill would help with that and that it should be passed. Get it girl. I love yeah. that. That's awesome. Okay. Let's jump over to your podcast. Tell me about, tell our listeners all about your podcast called inclusive views and the philosophy of the podcast is that we are taking the dis out of disability and showing people that that a lot of people in the disability community can do more than um and i wanted to show that and to not be cast aside or anything because like you're not just your disability that's what i'm trying to show cool that you can do a lot and what kind of are you is it the is the format like you're having conversations with other people um, or is it bringing up like current issues? Well, so I have this um, person that comes on occasionally as like a co-host and I, we talk about different topics. Like with it, like one was like on the healthcare and things like that. And uh, other times when I have the interviews, I'm just looking for people um, who like have 
accomplished a lot and that sticks out to me that I think people should know about, then that's what I look for. That's awesome. And I basically focus on Down syndrome, but I want to like show most disabilities. Cool. Yeah. That's great. I'm super thankful for your podcast and I've listened to it and I hope that all of our listeners will subscribe and follow along and listen. Um, cause you have really good, you've got really great content Thank that you. you're that so far and it's pretty new, right? Yeah. I have things coming down the pike still that record it and some of things coming. So there's more coming. That's awesome. How often do you record? I try to do it like every week, but lately it hasn't been every week. Okay. Yeah. Podcast recording schedules can get tricky. Yeah. <laughs> I'm familiar yep. with that. And then on your podcast, you'll talk about like the advocacy work that you're working on. Like, will you do an episode and talk about the letter you just wrote? Yeah. I was thinking like, I want to share some stuff with my advocacy along the way, like my journey too. Yeah. I, I think I would love that. I'd love to hear. I just like to, I would like to keep up with it. And so, um, the podcast would be a good way. Like whatever's on my mind, I feel like I just want to like talk about it and I make it into an episode or something. Totally. That's great. Yeah. That makes for a great podcast. Yeah. So what, do you have any goals for your future work, for your future and your advocacy work? What are your goals right now looking like a year out, five years out? What are some of your goals? I want to see how far I can go with the podcast. So I want to go as far as I can with it. Yeah. I've been thinking about um, writing a book that I want to do that. Yes. What do you want the book to be about? Well, I was thinking about one, like about my life and then like a children's book. Amazing. So like a memoir yeah. about your life and then a children's book. What yeah. kind of children's book? That's what I'm thinking. I'm working out the title and ideas right now. Yeah. Yeah. Don't share the title yet. Yeah. But um, I guess what, when you're looking for books to read, what are you looking for? What do you like, to, like what's important to you for a children's book? I'm just like, um, I want to get like a message out, like, like, you know, like that our kids who have disabilities are like you too. They like the same things want to do the same things and that you should like be kind to them and be friends with them. They just want to be, have friends like you. Cool. Well, what yeah. will the main character's name be? Well, maybe it'll be your I name. I was thinking of basing it like around me, like a name close to that with someone with Down syndrome. I love it. Yeah. Yes. yes. Keep mm-hmm. up keep on with that. I want those, I want those books in the world for sure. Okay. Like I said earlier, knowing that most of our listeners are parents, most of our listeners don't have down syndrome, a handful Mm -hmm. do, and we are grateful for all those listeners, but most of us are advocating for our child, right? Not for ourselves. And I, I think sometimes people advocating on behalf of others can maybe step on toes or take up the state, like be on, uh, on the, have the microphone for too long as an analogy or take mm-hmm. up too much space. And so as a person, you are an advocate and you've been, you have been for a while and you've kind of dedicated your life um, and your work to advocacy. So do you have any yeah, any advice or tips for moms like me, um, as I, as I'm thinking about my child and the down syndrome community at large. 
like the best ways to be an advocate on behalf of others? Just to like realize that, um, um, that you know your kid and that anything that you do is like, I think it's going to help for anything. And I think that's like the most important thing. Just focus on what you feel your kid needs. That's great. I love that. That is great advice. I love that. Do you have a best friend? Um, well, my, right now my dog. Your dog, I love that. That's so fun. I'm just asking random questions now because I want to get to know you better. Yeah, and, um, uh, and I love um, being with my niece. I spend a lot of time with her. Oh, fun. How old is your niece? She's one years old. That is awesome. I bet you're the best aunt. Thanks. Are you her favorite? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> Not surprising. Well, okay. Thank you so much for, for taking the time to join us on our podcast here at the lucky few. And thank you for the work you're doing, um, for continuing to show up and for starting your podcast. And I, yeah, I really hope that everybody goes over and listens again. The podcast is called inclusive views. And do you have a social media account too? Yeah, I have it on Instagram, on Facebook and Twitter. Okay. And what, what is the handle for your social media account? Um, I think it's, I think that Twitter is views inclusive. Um, uh, it's just inclusive views podcast on Instagram Okay. and same thing on Facebook. And then I have a website inclusiveviewspodcast.com. Awesome. Okay. So you guys can check out all that. We will have links in our show notes to all of those links to all of those places. And thank you again so much. Thank you. Yes. All right. Thank you again so much, Johanna, for joining the podcast and for all that you're doing. Again, friends, check out all of the links that we'll have in our show notes to her podcast and her website and all of those things. Um, And make sure you check her out, subscribe to her podcast as well, because she's doing great things in this world. Let's do that. (laughs) Okay. Uh, We're going to, we're going to hear from our sponsor and then we're going to show up again and give some good news yeah all right friends i'm here to talk to you about sheltered co it's a wonderful quality company that makes weighted blankets it's the only crocheted weighted blanket on the market it's sturdy pattern will last over time and it gets better and better with time It comes in three sizes to choose from and new colors come out every month. This quality blanket was created by a mother who has an autistic daughter and she knows the importance of regulating your body and the need for better sleep. So if you are in the market for a quality weighted blanket, please check out Sheltered Co. It's crocheted by hand in Los Angeles with dead stock fabric that has no added filler. So you can head over there now, use the discount code LUCKYFEW15 for 15% off. And you guys, you won't regret it. This blanket, I have two of them myself. I love them for me personally and for all of my kiddos. 
It does get better with time, softer, and it's so gorgeous and will make any room in your home look so comfy and cozy and beautiful. Head over to shelteredco.com. Use the Lucky Few 15 for 15% off and grab yourself a blanket. You won't regret it. All right, Truly, take it away. Time for good news, time for good news. Everybody, welcome to the good news. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you guys, I'm going to start with a little bit of good news. I've been actually trying to just, um, there's been so many fun things happening this summer with good news with the kids. And so I'm banking it for future episodes <laughs> to, to, to share about. And before we listen, we, oh, I want to hear from you guys and we're going to hear from a listener as well, but I have a good news that you guys, I released a children's book into the world and it became a New York Times bestseller. And that is my good news. The crowd goes wild. (laughs) Amazing. I know. I still can't believe it. And I'm so happy. And we've got so many fun things coming up in the next couple of weeks with the book that I have not been allowed to announce yet. A couple of weeks, you'll know, just keep your eye out everybody for what it could be. I always hate when people go on social media and they're like a big announcement coming and then they don't say it. You're like, Oh, just wait to tell us until you can tell us. But I just did that. (laughs) (laughs) You did it. It's called marketing. It is called marketing. (laughs) Clickbait. (laughs) There is a word Uh there. Um, okay. Mercedes or Micah, do you have some good news to share? Okay. We have been going to the pool just about every day. We are so thankful because we have this neighborhood pool, um, a couple of blocks from our house and we can just hop over there for 30 minutes in the evening or whatever. And Ace has just been getting so brave and he wants to swim so much without his floaty. And so he's been refusing to put it on and getting straight in the pool. And I have to go real fast, (laughs) but, um, he's, he is going, he's putting his head under the water and popping it back up. And if only we could get him to swim without smiling so he doesn't swallow so much water, (laughs) but he is definitely figuring out how to get his head back up out of the water and there's no fear and it's a wonderful thing to see him so excited to learn this new thing oh gosh it's amazing when our kids swim it's like such a game changer when they're wanting to swim and having that bravery that's like I know yeah it's yeah it's a little bit scary as the parent but it's if your kid is fearless in the water they're going to swim so much faster yep Uh, Betty swims with her mouth open so does does. Mason just mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm Does she just <laughs> swallow like, the water, Mercedes? Yeah. Like, I feel I'm like he, sure she does he, a lot, but she also doesn't come up choking. Like, I feel like she knows how to, like, smile under there and keep swimming because she'll swim. Yeah. She'll, like, she likes to feel her belly along the floor and she'll swim, deep swim. And so, like, I don't know. She comes up alive and well and not just. <laughs> <laughs> so, but she's smiling the whole time. close your mouth so macy comes up out of the water just with her mouth full of water and spits it out like (laughs) so her mouth is always open underwater and it comes up with the full mouth whether we're in the ocean in a pool in the lake she went swimming in a lake the other day 
And she afterwards was like, oh, my tummy hurts. I'm like, yeah, because you drink so much nasty lake water, girlfriend. Gross. But maybe it's building her immunity. I don't know. I don't know how to fix that or change that. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's the least of our worries. There's only, yeah, there's only so much you can talk about blowing bubbles or making a balloon face or all the things you can say. It's right. If they're going to smile, they're going to smile. So there you go. (laughs) Good job, Ace. I love it. You too. And Sunny May, what is she up to? You know what? It was, this is good news, even though it's wrapped up in like kind of traumatic news. When she was, she was taken from Forest Home in an ambulance. And usually that means a week long stay in the hospital. But I feel like, I don't know if she's just gotten older, or she was healthier, or maybe this sickness didn't hit her that hard. We released five hours, six hours later, which okay. for us is huge. Yes. So that was a um, good news to not do a week long stay in the hospital that she's getting better. Like her lungs maybe are getting stronger. Maybe we're knowing what to see right away. So we get her in right away, but yeah. That's Sunny. good news. Merce. Such good news. Good news. Um, we have good news from a listener. M Phillips eight eleven says our sweet girl ate pizza for the first time. We've probably offered it to her 15 plus times, but she took a bite and promptly said, this is yummy. Woo. Good news. I remember when Macy ate pizza for the first time. It's like those, you think like, why do you need your kid to eat pizza? But because you do. And then they take a bite. <laughs> I, love it. I love that. I can relate. Good news. That is good news. <laughs> so fun. Yes. Thank you for sharing that with us. And thank you everybody for joining us in this conversation. As always, friends, we want to hear from you. So if you have some good news to share, you can head to theluckyfewpodcast.com. Leave us a voicemail. You can direct message us on Instagram and share about your family and the good news about your loved one with Down syndrome. And if you have a product or a business who wants to help us shout the worth of people with Down syndrome, then we would love to partner with you. You can email hello at theluckyfewpodcast.com for sponsorship opportunities. And a huge thank you to our editor, Josh Avis, our producer, Val Schleter, our sponsor, and all of you who have shared the Lucky Few podcast with friends who have listened faithfully and cheered us on. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And remember that you, dear listener, supporting your loved one with Down syndrome and you, dear listener who has Down syndrome, you are a shouter of worth and you are a narrative shifter. So keep on keeping on. We are cheering for you. Can't wait to be together again next week. We'll see you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.